I was thinking the other night about all the times I enjoy having a whiskey in hand. You know, when it seems like a good pairing with whatever you're doing. For example, whiskey in front of a roaring fire, always good. Getting lost in the dance of the flames as you let your mind unwind from whatever good or bad the day had delivered. A good book and a good whiskey go hand in hand with a sip taken after a satisfying paragraph or intriguing chapter. Music and whiskey, that's a no-brainer depending on what you're going for as far as the music and what your mood might be. And then I thought of another one, board games. Last Thanksgiving, I remember playing a game of checkers. Yes, checkers with my mom while nursing a nice Blanton's that my brother-in-law had scored from Belgium. And the game and the glass complemented each other rather well. The same could be said for a game of chess with a bottle in the middle to share. Maybe Monopoly? Sure, why not? In fact, ever play Monopoly with real money? Yeah, don't. Uh, the list could go on. Parcheesi, Risk, Scrabble, but not the game of life. No, I don't want to play something that I'm living every day. I play that game enough. Thank you. I'm Dino Trapos and welcome to Whiskey Business, a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And tonight we actually get into some real whiskey business with our guests and guest bottle. And I might add making whiskey business history tonight with our first woman on whiskey business. Our guests are Blair Beavers and congrats to our, our first woman on whiskey business, Leanne Sims. Congratulations on breaking the cocktail glass ceiling on whiskey business. Uh, we've got lots to talk about tonight. Um, they've got a craft cocktail tour we need to talk about, a bourbon board game, a TV show that's in the works, a bourbon club. I don't belong to a bourbon club, but I should belong to a bourbon club. I think this is sort of a bourbon club unintentionally. But um, And our guest bottles, which is also refreshing because normally I have to bring a bottle in each and every week to discuss and educate people upon and also um, pass along to a young producer, Hansberry, over here. But you two insisted on bringing in the whiskey this week, and I'm excited because it's it's a bourbon that I've never tried. So tell me about our guest bottle. Okay, well, what we have for you tonight is Old Pogue. Um, this is from Maysville, Kentucky. Um, this is actually Blair's all-time favorite whiskey, so I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about it. This is a bourbon lover's bourbon. It's kind of that middle-of-the-road classic bourbon, and and I just I fell in love with it the first time I tried it. Um, we share a birthday, and she is all about the birthdays, so huge party all the time every year and so it's usually a costume party and the first year we we were together she said well let's do a bourbon paired dinner five course meal we'll bring in a chef we'll pair it to bourbons and we'll just set up the whole thing and so we went and to louisville to do r d and <laughs> we did the urban bourbon trail in louisville which is basically a bar crawl and you get this passport, you go to each bar, you get a bourbon drink, and you stamp it. So what we decided to do was have a flight. 
each uh-huh. at each of these bars. So it's, you know, three half ounce pours or whatever it is. We did six bars, a flight each in three hours. So that's 36 that's amb- drinks later. That's ambitious. Yeah. At the last bar, Old Pogue was one of the bourbons. And we're taking notes along the way in this little passbook thing that they give you. And the only thing that I wrote, and I barely even remember writing this, was I fucking love Old Pogue. <laughs> and so when we were done with the tour, then we went and we did a lot of the uh, distillery tours that weekend. And on our way back, we stopped at the Party Source in Covington in, in Bellevue there. Sure. And, I know it well. And we picked up a bottle of Old Pogue and we among other things and we wanted to see if we still liked what we thought we liked that's my question after that many <laughs> drinks did you really like it or were so, you yes, just yes yeah. i still love it, it it's still out. one of my favorites it stood out as as a great and the black maple hill was on that list and oh, rock hill a... farms was on the list um <laughs> and then in the five course meal the end was pairing uh, Pappy 23 with dessert. Can I ask if all the birthdays since then have just kind of sucked? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Or do you always find a way to make them special? Oh, yeah. Uh, they're yeah? Awesome. So yeah. you keep raising the bar? Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, at, at one point, you're going to both look at each other and go, we've got nothing left. No. No? Not, Not yet. You guys are fun. I'm going to take my first sip of Old Pogue Masters Select. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, man. Smooth. Yeah, that is caramel. smooth, but it's got a, it's got a nice long, long finish. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm tasting a little bit of rye in there. Oh, there is some there. Yeah. yeah, but it's not rye strong. Not rye strong, but but definitely it has some in there. Rye, r- r- maybe in the middle. <laughs> rye, <laughs> rye in, the, in the middle. Rye in the middle. That is good. That is really really good. What do you guys look for when you're, when you're tasting bourbons? Are you, are you more of how it is on the palate? The nose, the the overall. For me, I like a sweeter whiskey. And so in general, if it smells like a candy store, I'll probably want to drink it. Yeah. Um, I don't like it too spicy. I'm not a big rye fan. I like some rye, but um, I like the sweeter or caramelly. And I, I like a bourbon that is just like this one. That's a little stronger. That smacks you around a little bit. That, that you know you're drinking. <laughs> I like them both, but I'm probably with with. Uh, with him a little bit more. Mm. I like one that like, okay, yeah, yeah. The, we're serious now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, a fun story too with um, the old Pogue, it comes from Maysville, Kentucky. And um, this is a distillery that was very famous back in the um, 1800s and uh, went out of business. And then it was resurrected by the family. And John Pogue, um, he is the master distiller there now. Great guy. He was a geologist, and then his family got together and decided to resurrect the distillery. So they found the old recipes and um, the old mash bill, and um, they decided to start making it again. And we asked him to come up and join our bourbon club uh, for a tasting. So uh, he came up and brought the bottles and... um, he tapped a few barrels, gave us some samples. It was a great evening. Yeah. Oh, my. Just a really great, fun guy. And then at the end of the night, uh, we asked, what is your go-to bourbon? And he said, Varial Barton. So, And we had never heard of Varial Barton. 
And so I'm from Louisville, mm-hmm. Kentucky. And so when we were on our next visit down there, we uh, were downtown and we went to the CVS <laughs> in downtown Louisville and found the very old bar in the CVS in the CVS. That's not available at my CVS here in Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> and it was what? Nine dollars. Yeah. yeah. Nine ninety nine. So we our expectations were low. Um, but we bought it and we love it. So whenever we go home, we stock up on the very old Barton. And, and it comes in whiskey. four proof levels, 80, 86, 90, and bottled in bond at 100 proof. And all of those are $1 apart in price. That's crazy. 19 for a 1.75 liter. Hello, exactly. winter. <laughs> Something we found in our bourbon club is that we enjoy a lot of cheap whiskeys. We we compare them. We do blind tastings. We often enjoy the um, the low shelf just as much. You know, sometimes you can only tell it's low shelf by the color. If you don't look at the color and if you don't smell it, you just taste it. You can't tell the difference. You guys are a team, if you will. How did you two meet? Was it over love of bourbon? We met in a bar. Um, and it was over the love of bourbon. Um, the night that we met, um, we discovered that we both love bourbon and we both have the same birthday. Um, that's easy, man. That's right. right. <laughs> and so that's a gift. <laughs> I, I said, so, um, should we drink whiskey at your place first or mine? And you said that? Yes. Oh. And he said, um, well, you pick. And so I knew what I have had in my cupboard. Um, so I said, okay, let, let's go to your place. And so he, uh, get, what was it? Noah's mill. I had Noah's mill and Excellent. I had angels envy, yeah. uh-huh. which at the time you couldn't buy in this state. Yeah. Right. So then when he came to my place, I, um, I always had Blanton's always and Pappy. Wow. Um, I'm very fortunate. Yeah, to... I, I had no idea what I was stepping into. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you probably thought, I got the Noah's Mill, yeah. I got the Angel's Envy. This is impressive. Yeah. And then uh, you had the, the the Blanton's, which is always good, but the yeah. Pappy. So back in the day, um, so I, I happen to know Julian Van Winkle. and You know I, Julian? I do. And I have, uh, for many years, been able to get cases at a time of, of Pappy. What? Um, yeah. So those days are gone. Um, I now get a bottle a year, maybe two. Um, but yeah. But, but so, nobody knows this. Nobody knows this. Yeah. 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 Even, <laughs> Not, yeah. yeah. So even when I go to Louisville to pick up the bourbon, he sends it to a liquor store and it's put in a brown pa- uh, paper bag behind the manager's counter. And when I go in, I have to whisper to the manager oh, that I'm here to get it. He'll take it to the register, have the cash reg- cashier move out of the way so that he can check me out so that no one knows that I'm, what I'm getting. It's very secretive. So. And it has to be. And then he um, escorts yeah. her out to her car, too. Yeah, because people will mug you. They, the the, they will. They but will. let me just say, too, that they do not appreciate the inflated prices. They don't like the scalping. That's not what they're about. Right. Um, they have no control over that, no. obviously, but that they don't like that at all. You can't stop somebody. There's a, um, we go to Tennessee for Thanksgiving every year and uh, there was a liquor store. They had a Black Friday sale and that's where I purchased my last bottle of uh, 
12-year Van Winkle and old Rip Van Winkle, the 10-year. And I could have turned right around, and, and I know, which I know some people did, and put them on Craigslist and, and, and sold them for three, four times the amount at that point. But no, no, I don't do that. I also don't, which is why I have immediate respect for the both of you, I also don't hoard my whiskey. No, never. It's, if I get a bottle like that that's rare, I want to share it with people who appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh man, I can't drink your Van Winkle. Well, yeah, you can because yeah. somebody has to. I at completely some point. agree. Yeah. So whiskey's for the drinking, not the saving. And that was the whole reason why we created the Bourbon Club for sharing. Tell me more about this Bourbon Club. We are broadcasting from Columbus, Ohio. So this Bourbon Club is in Columbus, Ohio. So anybody listening in Columbus, Ohio, is this open to anybody? It is. Or is this like you have to apply and, uh, you know, <laughs> well, we do, and be approved? We do a little bit of vetting, um, but not much. I mean, we, we are open to new members. We would love to have some new members. So how our, our Bourbon Club started was um, we were in Louisville and at this bar and I was looking at their different selection. I was like, you know, I've never had early times neat. I've had it in cocktails, but I've never had it neat. So we got it neat and I was like, damn, that's good. And so then we, um, we were like, wait a minute, this is made by Woodford Reserve Mm -hmm. and it tastes just like Woodford Reserve. So we got Woodford Reserve and tasted back to back and you could tell by the color and the smell, mm-hmm. the smell, but you cannot tell by the taste because early times is put in Woodford, use Woodford bottles or barrels. barrels. It's so, not bourbon. It is whiskey, whiskey. because it's yeah. using used barrels. Yeah. So we were like, that's fun. We should do this a lot with a lot of different bourbons. So that's kind of how our club was born. We, we have uh, some meetings that are open to the public and some that are members only, depending on the ex- exclusivity of the bottle. But membership's only 120 bucks a year. And then we have an event fee uh, for each tasting based on the price of the bottle just to cover our costs. So, it seems perfectly reasonable to me. Yeah. And what <laughs> we do is we are a 501c6. Um, so we are a social club and we pool all of our money so that we can buy bottles that you know are rare or whatever things that we wouldn't necessarily buy on our own. What was the most exciting thing that's come across the Bourbon Club in recent months? Oh, gosh. That whiskey business enthusiasts or whiskey drinkers in general would would say, oh, I wish I could have been there. Christmas year before last was Pappy 15, 20, and 23 altogether. That was a pretty special night, and that was members only. Um, more recently, I, I thought a really exciting find was uh, back in May, we were in Louisville for the Kentucky Der- Derby. And we went to a liquor store, and they had just brought out a case, one single case, of Old Forester Statesman. Oh. And the Statesman is not released to the public and won't be until September but Old Forester wanted to have it at a party at Churchill Downs. So the state liquor board said, you have to release this to the public. So they gave one case each to five different liquor stores in Louisville. And we happened to be there when it got open. So we got one bottle. How, how fortuitous. Yes. Yes. And is it good? It's delicious. It's yeah, delicious. Because really yeah. once again, Old Forester, talking about like very old Barton, one other one of those reasonable... Uh, bourbons that, you know, for good for everyday drinking that I recommend to friends when they're looking to spend $30 or or, mm-hmm. or less on a bottle of of, uh, of bourbon. I love Old Forester. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and something else that we do, um, which may seem kind of strange, but when we go on vacation, any city that we go to, we go into random liquor stores just to see what they have. That's not silly. We love doing that. <laughs> That's not silly. <laughs> That's not silly. I do it all the time. Do you? I do it all the time, and I and, and and I do it because I sometimes find something. Right. That's that that's uh, that I can't get in Ohio or was not able to find. And I also hear great stories because uh, every once in a while I'll happen upon somebody who's behind the counter. That's more than an employee that actually knows uh, a lot about what they have in stock. And then I get educated because I'm still I'm still learning. I think mm -hmm. this world of of booze, bourbon, particular and whiskeys is one that you're constantly just you know learning things about because there's so many whiskeys bourbons aside right. that we we were talking about the japanese whiskeys off yeah. the air there's so many japanese whiskeys that i haven't tried and sampled yet i mean it's it's i don't want to say it's exciting because that sounds like wow you're okay maybe you got a problem i don't have a problem i'm just <laughs> i just get excited about discovering new tastes oh, and new that. flavors yeah so um i might have to consider the bourbon club Mm -hmm. I don't should. need to belong to another club. <laughs> I really don't need to belong to another club, but that sounds like one that I'd actually come to meetings. Let's talk about the Columbus Craft Cocktail Tour. Mm -hmm. This is for the um, experienced cocktailer, the inexperienced cocktailer, both, oh. because you offer uh, a nice little package with the tour we go to three different venues and the our guests receive um, a mini mixology lesson from the bartenders so our bartenders are very skilled and so they'll talk about the history of the spirits um, how they make the cocktails how they build it whether you shake or stir or which ice that you use things like that um, and then of course our guests get to drink that cocktail and then they also get food um, it lasts about an hour at each venue, so three hours all towed. A, a three-hour tour? Yeah, really? three-hour tour. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you said three different tours. So there's, I, I noticed there's like a university one. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so the university district is um, Poly G's and then a distillery tour at Middle West. Right. And then a bottle shop or um, the table, depending on their schedules. Uh, the downtown tour is Blind Lady Tavern, Thurber's Bar, and Sidebar, and or um, Buckeye Bourbon House. And then um, our short north is the Soul Bar, um, the bar at Hyde Park, and then we end at Denmark. So it's fun. All great bars. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, and I've not been to all of those bars. I've been to quite a few of them on different occasions. I've never been to Denmark. Oh, oh you heard about Denmark. Denmark. You've, you've it's missed. awesome. I, that yeah, I need to rectify. That. I need, I need to fix that. Yeah, I know, I know. There's like, I, I know that, I knew that would be a blemish on my, mm. on my drinking record by saying I haven't been to Denmark. But the cool thing about Denmark, as with many of our venues, is that um, any bartender you get is going to be awesome. They're all really talented, um, and they have a lot of fun toys. They have a smoker and a sous vide, and they make all of their own. Um, ingredients, uh, so it's it's a fabulous place. So, do you like craft cocktails, as as a rule, or do you like it pure and simple, like we're drinking the old Pogue right now? Both. Yes. Both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love spirits. We love the history. We love the, to drink them. We love everything about. Them. What's your favorite craft cocktail right now, both of you? Oh gosh, that's so hard. Um, I've got a top ten list, I suppose. 
Okay. I respect that. Yeah, I respect it's, that. It's so hard to say. It's what, okay, let me ask you this. If you were walking to a bar right now, what would you be in the mood for? I think right now, since I'm already drinking, I would say maybe a Remember the Main. A Remember the Main? Yeah. No idea. What's in that? Blair will have to tell you. I'm a terrible. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> um, putting me on the spot. I know it's uh, bourbon. I know there's cherry herring in it. Uh, absinthe. Absinthe, rinse. yes, a rinse. Of yeah, a rinse absinthe. of absinthe. Well, that sounds serious. It's delicious. It sounds like you you have to try to remember the main. (laughs) 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 With the absinthe. I I love the terminology, too. An absinthe rinse. (laughs) (laughs) I love how they they color some of these and and kind of gently let you know what's what's in there. Just a rinse. What's a rinse? Because you don't need much. Yeah. (laughs) Can't they just say that? Yeah, a little bit of absinthe, but an absinthe rinse, just a rinse. Well, because you actually do rinse it, and and if you have one, you'll you'll know why, because you can smell the absinthe but just barely taste it. Otherwise, it would be too overpowering. So it's just, uh-huh. you just swirl around the glass and pour the rest. See, out. I was interested in having you guys on because the whole craft cocktail thing is. Um, I'm I'm more of an old school guy. I you know I take a bourbon as it stands alone and and. And either drink it neat or with a little bit of ice, but you know I don't get into the craft cocktails all nothing that much. That. There's nothing wrong with it, but keeping an open mind, you know, and and uh, and being social, I should probably expand my horizons a little bit. And so maybe a craft cocktail tour would be the the first mm-hmm. step. It it would, and and actually that's pretty common male behavior. Oh, you guys is it? Stick, is it? it is. is it Blair? Is it common? <laughs> it is. You guys <laughs> stick to what you know. You you guys tend to drink the same things all the time. Whereas women are experimental. They will drink anything. They'll try anything, and that's why there's the craft cocktail boom now. It's because of us women getting out there and ordering different. Did it, all, did it all stem from the, the vodka craze that was uh, all the different vodka drinks and actually, the Cosmos? And- it is it is actually credited to Sex in the City because women watched that show and they were emboldened by it and started going out and ordering Cosmos. And then um, they felt comfortable with that. So then they, they started to demand. Well, luckily, they stopped using all of the roses and all that stuff and they started using real ingredients. Right. So... Um, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Women. Uh, no, I'm all for it. In <laughs> fact, uh, I know that percentage-wise, the amount of women who who drink bourbon now has increased. Yeah. Uh, 37%. Yeah. You know, look at you. You know your facts and figures. <laughs> 37. That that's that's huge. That is huge. I yes. got an email of what, what reason that you know I said you know congratulations on breaking the cocktail glass thing. I got an email from a lady who lives here in Columbus, and the subject on the email was hey. Women like bourbon too, and she she said, "Quit being such a sausage, and get some women on." And I, and I wrote her back and apologized. I said, "We actually had a woman on early on, but she she couldn't make it uh, right. early on in the podcast uh, season. Um, she wasn't necessarily a bourbon drinker per se, but it was a woman guest. And and it's I don't purposely not put women on the show. Sure. They're just harder to come by." Mm-hmm. So I told her that uh, I would rectify that that situation. Mm-hmm. So once again, thank you. And I signed it, uh, 
Sincerely yours, Dina Tripodis, Sausage King of Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, and I would love for her to join our bourbon club because we would love to have more women. Yeah, are there? Yeah, what was the? I was going to ask you, what's the percentage of men to women in the club? It's mostly men. There's just a couple of women in our club. strong women. Strong women. Strong women. All women. Of course. Strong. Do you think does that go? Do you think that you find that to be true, uh, Blair? Um, that if a woman drinks bourbon, she's a strong woman. I like to think so. Yeah. I don't know. I think I don't <laughs> know that I'm that strong, but. Um, but yeah, I, I think that. Where's Where's your education from bourbon drinking come from? When did you start? Was it something that your family did? Did you drink it with your your family, your father, your grandfather, your uncle? Well, being from Louisville, it's always been. You so know, you were you I, as it was in your baby familiar. bottle. No. <laughs> it should have been. It was I in your formula. <laughs> no, actually, my parents don't drink at all. Never, never did. Um, yeah, no, they don't, they don't drink at all. So, but I was always around bourbon being from that area. Um, and I really didn't start drinking a lot until, um, gosh, I was probably in my thirties when I started drinking. So, and then you never looked back, never looked back. (laughs) What about you, Blair? What's your, what's your education as far as, uh, falling into the love of bourbon same thing actually oddly i didn't start drinking till i was in my 30s and what is wrong with you people i know Young well parents. but but <laughs> on the parents. flip side i went in with already some money in my pocket so i didn't have to buy well stuff yeah that's true and so that exposed me to some really good drink right from the beginning i can't I, I'm, I'm trying to wrap my head around it uh, having your first bourbon in your 30s i mean what what was that what was your first reaction because I'll have a lot of people who've never drank whiskey or bourbon before and go, oh, my God, it tastes like medicine. Mm-hmm. How do you drink that? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, very well, thank you. <laughs> well, and I think with all spirits, it depends on, you know, what you start with. I mean, if you start with a terrible whiskey, you're going to have a bad experience. If you have a terrible tequila, you know, it's going to be you're going to hate tequila. But if you have a, a good product like Burial Barton. Uh-huh. Um, you're probably going to become a bourbon lover pretty quick. And we see that a lot. Uh, people say, oh, I don't like the brown water. Um, but then they, they taste a good whiskey and they're converts. Or a cocktail with whiskey yeah. in it. Yeah. And they have no idea that whiskey is Yeah, we get base. that a lot on our cocktail tour. Mm-hmm. People say, oh, no, I can't drink bourbon. I know. I can't do the brown liquor. Uh, you wouldn't like me with the brown liquor. The other and one they like they don't like is gin. Mm-hmm. They've all had bad experiences with gin, but then... You put that in the right cocktail, and life-changing. Yeah, gin was actually what I drank in in college uh, before bourbon, and before and bourbon um, actually came down the line a little bit later. It was for, it was Scotch for Scotch whiskey. I was a big mm-hmm. Scotch mm-hmm. single malt guy, but once again in my twenties, I didn't wait till my my thirties. I feel like you both were in a coma. <laughs> no, we both we had children had young. Kids early. And yeah. so we had to do the whole parent thing. Ah. Yeah. So how old are the kids? Are they of drinking age? Oh, my son's 31. Yeah. And yeah. my kids are 24 and 27. And do they have they followed suit? Are they part? Because I'm glad that you have kids that age because they are kind of responsible um, for this uh, boom in the bourbon mm-hmm. world. I always blame Hansberry, my producer. I always blame the millennials for raising the prices on some of the bourbons that we were able to get at a reasonable price when they started to, oh, bourbon's the new thing. You know, it was vodka and, and then it's bourbon. How long do you think this bourbon craze is going to last before it dies down back to respectable levels that we 
you know, remember and enjoy. Do you think it's going to continue to grow? I hope so, because I think it's exciting. I love that new distilleries are opening up, um, you know, Jephthah Je- Creed and uh, Castle and Key and in Kentucky are going to be opening up soon. I think it's fun. I love it. And, um, you know, Chad at uh, 451 Spirits in Clintonville, he's doing his own thing, making his own spirits. I love it. I I hope it never ends. Has he put out something yet? Has he he put- has. He has a rum, a whiskey, um, absinthe. Um, and a gin. Gin, I think, yeah. I, I want to try the whiskeys. And, and I'll try the gin, too. He makes his own absinthe? Yes. And that's the best. I think that's his best product. Absinthe scares me. Does it? It does. I mean, I I, I know it's, uh, you know. It's a stigma. I'm, it shouldn't scare it, you. Uh, yeah. Because that's one of the few drinks that I've had that I can't, I literally cannot remember <laughs> what happened um, after too much absinthe. So, like, completely, wow. Mm-mm. No recollection whatsoever. <laughs> I want to talk about the board game. Yes. The bourbon run, which yeah. I've only played by myself because I had nobody to play with, which is a sad story and a whole other podcast. <laughs> but uh, I, I played with with myself that doesn't sound right either (laughs) by myself and um uh i was getting excited because there was a lot of it's a trivia game yes but i was getting mad because there's a lot of things i didn't know (laughs) so it's really really good i mean it's not it's 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 definitely for the bourbon enthusiast Mm -hmm. yeah so we've had mixed reviews um some people think it's too hard and then we have had some industry people play it who thought it was too easy so um we like to think that we it's a good mix of, you know, that anyone can play it. And anyone can learn something. It's, and it's easy to play. I mean, it's it's easy. thank goodness you're going to have a, a bourbon game. Don't make it difficult right. for starters. And it's not a drinking game, people. I will tell you that. But I will also tell you that if you wanted to make it a drinking game with, a, with an incorrect answer, you could. <laughs> but it technically is not a drinking game. Or uh, right. if you get a, an answer right, you should be war- rewarded. Rewarded or punished? Oh yeah, <laughs> maybe you should have like, maybe you should have like a really good whiskey to get the answer right, there you go. and it's a really bad whiskey if you get it wrong. <laughs> oh, I think I'm on. That song. sounds like trouble. <laughs> but how do people get the? How do people get the the bourbon game, the bourbon run, the get the board game? So it is uh, sold at the Bookloft in German Village and the Bottle Shop at Middle West Spirits. Mm-hmm. That's here in Columbus. But if people are listening somewhere mm-hmm. out there in the universe, they can go online um, at the Columbus Craft Cocktail Tour dot com, and there you can. We just have one e-commerce site, so there's our tour for the Craft Cocktail Tour, and the Bourbon Run is one of the pages on that tour yeah i I saw that and i saw i read some of the blogs as well Mm -hmm. um yeah it's pretty easy to get to um and you also have a tv game show in the works yeah behind the stick Mm -hmm. which is which tell people what behind the stick means so behind the stick is just refers to the person who's tending bar so so it's a bartender's game it's a bartender no well yes the um so behind the stick is a cocktail competition show um, so with a little bit of history thrown in. So um, we have three bartenders uh, who compete in three different um, heats, if you will. Um, they have to create and mix um, different cocktails in a certain period of time using a, um, a secret ingredient. And uh, 
so for an example, our first episode is Hemingway is the theme. So they have mm. to know what Hemingway would have drank. So for example, he was diabetic, so he didn't like things too sweet. Um, he liked things very cold, but he didn't like chunks of ice. So they need to know little things like that um, to impress the judges. Wow, man, it sounds fun. And then you're going to shop it around? We're going to shop it around. And, you know, if if it gets picked up, it does. If it doesn't, then, you know, it's just I a mean, good but there's, time. that's the beauty of today's television. There are so many platforms and venues where you could shop a yeah. show that sounds very specific as far as a type of game show, but would have uh, an appeal on a certain channel. When you look at the myriad of channels that, that cable provides where it could find a home very, very easily. Well, we hope so, but it remains to be seen. Well, hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll get done finally. So we got um, the Columbus Craft Cocktail Tour, which is doing great. In fact, uh, I've looked looking at some of the upcoming dates, and one of them is actually sold out. Uh, yeah. Yeah, upcoming. But there are some that are upcoming uh, as we speak. Um, that we can throw some dates out right now if you'd like. We actually have one this Saturday. Um, tickets are still available. It's our downtown tour, and it's going to be Blind Lady Tavern, uh, Buckeye Bourbon House, and Sidebar, which are all three great places. So. Three bars that I have been to. Okay. Okay. So, good. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Then, then next weekend on the 5th, we're going to be downtown. The Columbus Craft Cocktail Tour, you might want to check that out. If you're looking to visit some really cool bars, meet some cool mixologists, bartenders, and have some cool beverages in the process. The board game, the the bourbon run, is fun. I actually like to play it with somebody else other than myself, <laughs> though I got no problem playing it alone. I'm learning a lot about the distilleries and, and, and bourbons. By the way, the tokens are handmade by me, so. The the little the little horsey the little so the little the, the, the little, little horses are made by a lady in uh, Massachusetts and then I get the stone the little stones and I hand glue them all. Where do you find forever. the time to do that? I just do drink it <laughs> sitting down drinking some whiskey gluing some horses on beads. And is this is this uh, for the two of you? Is this pretty much? Your your bread and butter, your lives. No, no. Not at you all. have real no. jobs. Yes, we have day jobs. Oh, I wish you. this could be our w real job. It no. sounds like it could be at some point. I mean, isn't that the dream? Yes, for you me know? it is. Blair's happy with his job. Um, I'm self-employed. I'm a healthcare consultant, completely unrelated. So, um, and I've been doing that for many years, and I just don't love it anymore. So I would love to make my make the transition. I'd love to yes. Over to and and. I'm, Can you say what you do? Yeah, I'm an art director and graphic designer at Nationwide. Oh, wow. And so I'm able to do all of the visual things for our show and for the tour and for the game board, and all of that is by design. Yeah, so we're a great team. I have yeah. all these crazy ideas, and I say, Can you make this? And he'll say, Yeah, I can make that. Yeah, you guys are a great team. And uh, so romantic that you found yourselves over over bourbon i just <laughs> see good things happen yeah i keep telling my mother that good things happen good things come out of drinking my honestly they do she still doesn't understand what this is she hasn't listened to a single episode i'm still trying to figure it to explain to her uh, voicemail let alone uh podcast, podcast. yeah so but, can i tell you the story of how the bourbon run came yes by all means so um in our bourbon club april last year we're always trying to find fun things to do and one of our members, Ralph, uh, said, since next month is Derby, let's do some sort of race. And I have the best idea. Let's get five bottles of Blanton's and some straws. 
and we'll pick teams. And whoever drinks their Blanton's first wins. And at first, I thought it was a great idea because we'd already been drinking. And I thought to myself, this will be the first time in my life I haven't been picked last to be on a team because I can drink some whiskey. But then the next day, <laughs> the next day I was like, that's a terrible idea. We're all going to be dead. And it's a horrible waste of Blanton's. And so I was in the shower and thought, you know, we could do a board game. And so I grabbed this, it was a yellow piece of paper or yellow orange piece of paper. And I drew um, Churchill Downs and um, the different furlongs and um, took it to Blair and said, can you do this? And he did it. And our first mock-up was very different than the end product because we originally had a lot of the bigger bourbons bourbon houses on there but they would not allow us to use their logos mm-hmm. so they'll come around they'll come, when that takes off and it becomes a popular thing when it becomes part of bourbon culture yeah then they'll be asking you if they could be on the game yeah. you just wait and see <laughs> you wait and see we're pretty happy though with our craft guys because they've yeah. been really wonderful um they most of them have it in their gift shops um so they've been really really great so we're pretty happy with our uh-huh. Our craft is still yeah. there, so. They will rue the day <laughs> that they said no to you because it's a fun it's a fun we game. We like to think so. Yeah, no. You should think so. <laughs> I just want to say um how refreshing it is to uh on whiskey business to sit and talk with uh whiskey lovers and who have a I don't mean to get so romantic about it, but who have a passion for it. We do. You know, yes. who really who, who understand it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and take it to the level of respect that I, I think, uh, you know, uh, cocktailing and, and and bibing should be. I mean, it's a there's an art to making these cocktails. There's an art to creating these whiskeys and these bourbons and et cetera, et cetera. And um, it's nice to sit down with people that ap- appreciate that. So thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. We love talking about it. Yeah, it was great. Um, Leanne Sims and Blair Beavers. The Columbus Craft Cocktail Tour here in Columbus, Ohio. For those of you listening outside the Columbus, Ohio area, if you get to uh, Columbus, give us that website one more time, please, so people can go to it as we... Uh, ColumbusCraftCocktailTour.com. That's simple enough to remember. Go to that, and you'll see everything that you need to know about the Columbus Craft Cocktail Tour, the the uh, the board game, the bourbon run. Um, they, got a, they got a fun blog. They got the Bourbon Club as well, which meets the second Thursday, Thursday of the month. Yep. At seven o'clock, seven thirty, and, and the location varies, but it's usually downtown somewhere. So downtown somewhere, yeah, I like that. I like how vague that is. And they can yeah. email anyone interested can email us through the website, and we'll get back to them. All right. Well, I'm glad that whiskey brought you two together, and I'm glad that whiskey brought you to me. So thank you we very much. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, I got to wrap things up by saying that whiskey business is a never the luck production, recorded with the cooperation of the Columbus Radio Group. All the opinions are those of uh, me, your host, Dino Chapotas, and my reluctant guests, and are never meant to offend, only to inform and, if possible, entertain. So check us out on Facebook and uh, whiskeybusinessshow.com. And, and until the next bottle, my friends, see ya. You've got questions, we've got answers. 
business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast.